Paul is here. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Paul Corner. Let's get back on track. All right, yep. Some uh, sensible Be sensible again. Are you calling the right person? No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Let's try that again. Okay, here we go. Dave. Hello. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm not too shabby, thank you. How's it going? Fine, fine. Are we on air as we speak? We are indeed. Excellent. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> I tell you what, I've been so glad every time somebody's answered the Skype call and I can hear them because my, t- my technology prowess is shit. <laughs> how's, how's it been going so far? Are you pacing yourself at the moment, getting lots of water, talking slowly? No. No, not really. No. no. We've been really bad. And also, I'm really sorry I'm eating edamame pods. Um, <laughs> yeah. At, 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 th- at 3 a.m., is it all cu- going to be you bastards? Or like, yeah. I, uh, I just sleep-deprived yeah. nonsense and crying. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much where I expect it to go. <laughs> if you hear a loud thud, it's probably heads hitting the table falling yeah. asleep. Yeah. If you just it'll, the, the podcast will become Stace loves sleeping, and you'll just hear light <laughs> snoring for a couple of hours. <laughs> In some form of mumbling. Yeah. And if we say certain names, there's any amount of reason why we might be saying them. Yeah. Benedict. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah, go pretty on. much yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Don't, don't, that. don't not there. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Do you know we were we were joking earlier with uh, one of one of the other people that we were chatting to managed to get in some talk about uh, a pair of giant dogs bollocks, <laughs> actual dogs bollocks, and um, sharting. And so we were joking that you would have to sort of come out guns blazing with the the terrible vulgarness. And I'm glad that you're already living up to. Well, this morning um, I did I did a typically writer thing. I um, rewrote. Um, having got to 17,000 words on the new book last night, triumphantly, I decided my last 2,000 words were completely wrong and replaced them entirely with another 2,000 words this morning. So I'm pleased with myself having got back to zero. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, this is the thing that would bother me about writing, I think, because I haven't got the patience for that. I'd probably just bin the whole thing. <laughs> Which is. <laughs> I think that's a trifle extreme. It's somewhat extreme. Somewhat extreme. You never get tempted to do that, then. <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. 17,000 words in, let's just bid. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, I've, I've, got this, um, uh, I've, I've got this kind of warning signal that goes off. I start thinking I'm really, really a bad writer, even a bad person. I mope around the house until I realise that that's my signal for I did something wrong in the book. So sometimes I've got this down to a, oh, I'm about, oh, I've done something wrong in the book. And I'm like, <laughs> last night, it was ours. Ah, oh, dear. <laughs> and it was only at 11pm in bed with a pad and pen that I worked out what I'd done wrong. And uh, this, is, this is the life of a writer. Exciting, eh? <laughs> it's good that it was only 2,000 words, though. If you'd have suddenly, re- like, you know, when you're knitting and you realise about 3,000 stitches ago you fucked something up, you're like, ah, why me? It's actually, it's very like knitting, actually. It's it, 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 really like that. But if, if, if Castle were like this, if Castle, the series, um, did a, a, a real portrayal of what a crime writer's life is like, <laughs> he would just be, never mind solving cases, he'd just be wandering around going, now, did she do that? Where did she put that? <laughs> I um I can't quite can't quite get behind Castle, you know, because every time I watch it, I just think, why are they still allowing him at these crime scenes? When did he last write a book? 
<laughs> well, we're, we're six seasons in, so we're kind of we're, we're, we're lifers, really. I don't, I don't know what it is about Castle, but I can really get into it. I think it's just I just enjoy is it, it filling. Is it filling? <laughs> It is a little bit silly. Yeah. yeah. It is yeah. very it's very non homey. Yeah. It's it's very light. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like his family. His mother is I've seen her in other stuff and she's so funny. Mm. She makes me chuckle. They, they do treat violent death like a lot of detective shows, as you know, just the, the most hilarious thing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the various families that they encounter where they're you know, bantering away over the corpse. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh dear. No, I just think um a man who is supposedly an author shouldn't have that much time to be at crime scenes. Mm. He would just be suddenly going, she put it on the shelf! <laughs> <laughs> running just back to get, get his laptop. Running away. It always concerns me, though, with those sort of things, that it is the, sort of the, the author, if you like, for this one especially, that they solved a crime, and it's not the detectives that are that's, trained that's and paid to do that job. Yeah. It's like Jessica Fletcher. I love her, but it's I a bit... Know that is. Murder, she wrote. Ah, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm young. <laughs> what a really nice way of saying you're really fucking old. No, just that I'm young. That's all I said. I can see a small argument happening in the small hours of Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, dear. That's it. I'll be getting in my car saying, right, fuck you, I'm going home. <laughs> I have, I've also got, as we speak, on the floor, um, a box with, I think it's 3,000 um, signing sheets for a, a special edition of Rogues, the anthology I'm in. And, and they asked um, all of us to, if we wanted to sign these sheets and send them back. And only four of us said yes. Aww. <laughs> and, That's a lot of sheets to sign, though. Yeah. Yeah. You get to the last one, you're just like, fuck off, yeah, Paul Cornell. <laughs> and <that's- laughs> It suddenly occurs to me I haven't been paid for this. Um, <laughs> the, only, the only, the only four. The only, I have to pay the postage to send it on to the next person. Oh, God. <laughs> that's pretty hard. It's a bit. Yeah, the, the, the only four of us who volunteered for this are Joe Abercrombie, Cherry Priest, uh, Lisa Tuttle, and myself. And um, so I have to send them on. Joe has already signed all of these, and honestly, his signature is. I'm so far down the pile that it's now just a. It, it's like <laughs> a single stroke, you know. And. Um, so that's, that's also my job for the next few days. Sounds like fun. <laughs> that's it. Not in any sense. I think no. it's when you wish you just had one of those stamps made that you just oh, stamp yeah. it and that's your, you know. That's probably quite therapeutic. Yeah. Anyway. The aggression you can get out of that, especially when you get to your motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Number 3,000, you're like, ah! It's like attacking it. Yeah. But the people who've paid for their special edition with the, the, the signatures in the front, they're not going to accept a rubber stamp, are they, really? They might yeah. be a little bit upset by it, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I would only accept uh, a small doodle, I think, yeah. as well, as a signature. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> 3,000 personalised doodles. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> you know what your doodle's going to be, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I can only speculate. <laughs> Um, a, bit, a bit of a George R. R. Martin, that. <laughs> <laughs> See, I always feel like I should watch Game of Thrones to get everybody's references, but I always assume that when you're talking about Game of Thrones, you mean dongs. Like, that's... <laughs> that's my understanding of that show. It's war and dongs. <laughs> no, 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 no. By, by saying George R. R. Martin, I was not saying dog in any <laughs> he, he recently uh, stuck two fingers up to fans who... Um, I had a go. On video to fans who said that, um, you know, they, they're afraid that he'll die before finishing their beloved series. 
<laughs> he gets that a lot. Yeah. He was like, is he oh, so yeah, broad then? Or just like... No, he's 65. He's not that old. That's not that old. How many books has he got left? I don't know. Two. Mm. That's time enough. They're quite, mm. quite... But he's quite slow, I've, I've read mm. or heard. As but well. anybody but could die at any given time anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't say that to Game of Thrones fans. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's also, also a lovely message for your Yeah. <laughs> you might, <laughs> you might <laughs> die. <laughs> so live every moment to the next fall. So or, give me some dosh for <laughs> operations before well. you pop off. Yeah. <laughs> Do something worthwhile. How is, how, how is the fundraising going? Um, I'm up to about 250 squid at the moment, which is not That's too really shabby. Yeah. Um, still terrified of not reaching the target, but you know we've got like what 20 hours. Yeah. Yet. Oh fucking yeah. hell. <laughs> That's a lot of hours. What's the top? What's the target? Uh, 750, which um, oh, cool. that equates to five surgeries. So. Yeah, Excellent. surgeries are quite expensive, is mm. what I've discovered. Um, but since last we spoke, I've read your book. Way. Yay. <laughs> oh, awesome. I felt so bad last time we chatted because I was like, let's talk about Wolverine that's not out yet, so I don't know anything about it. And also, let's talk about your book, which is in my reading pile. So, again, <laughs> ah, bollocks. Yeah, I did a really bad job of hosting that one. But I've read it now, and it's properly tits. Um, oh, is, is that good? It is yeah, good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did that thing where, because I've, um, my attention span since I started reading comics has got really bad for actual books, oh, which yeah. um, I don't know why that is. I just feel like when I'm looking at a book, I'm like, eh, where's the pictures? And get a bit annoyed with it. But I read I read yours in less than a week, so I think that's pretty good going. That's good. Oh, that's not it's good. pretty that's good, good going. Good. How's it going with book two? Then is it your sort of... Well, book two's out on book three. I'm book three, right yes, that's right. Fucking um. <laughs> numpty. No, I knew that as well because I put book two on my wish list because my birthday's in September and I was like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, well, book, book three is the one I'm, I'm doing this, uh, you know, where, where I am this morning with my 17,000 words. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, it's going okay. I've got a really thorough plot for it and I've, I've got, uh, again, a couple of big twists mm-hmm. planned. So. You know, this is uh, that's about all I can say, really. Even the title is a spoiler. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, no, but that's just going to spoil it when it gets announced, surely. <laughs> well, well, that is to say, I hope the title will get a new as well, so I want you to be at the proper time. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That makes sense. It's, it's called All Your Favourite Characters Die. <laughs> <laughs> So something just... alongside you thought Game of Thrones was bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Actually, there are remarkably few dongs in Game of Thrones now I think about it. There was actually a protest <laughs> video about the lack of dongs. <laughs> really? People have because too much time on their hands. Oh. Well, there's an awful lot of female nudity. And of course. It's, <laughs> I think in a lot of ways it's quite a feminist show, but what it doesn't do is male nudity. And um, so... You know, they, I think that uh, there were various people who wanted them to address that a bit, and, mm. uh, and they're, they're getting a little better with that. We've got, we've had some bums recently. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a sentence you thought you'd say today. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did try and watch the first episode of Game of Thrones, and I just couldn't. It's so grim. Like I just, it's like Breaking Bad. I can't get into that either. Everybody mm. tells me it's the best show since sliced shows, and I can't. I just can't. It's so grim. I'm like, ugh. I tried watching the. I was saying, I tried watching the first episode, first couple, I think. And although visually stunning, costumes gorgeous, mm-hmm. the writing and all of that, but just as much as I swear a lot, and I do, <laughs> um, there's a whole thing. I have this thing about I like all my fantasies and stuff to be gorgeous and exactly as that is. And proper English. And proper English. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and just not that amount of really harsh cursing. Yeah. And I, oh, there is a lot. Yeah. My, my mum would not like this show at all. I wouldn't. The, mm, my mum has a, a real problem with my books because of the swearing. Yeah. And um, uh, she has promised to try and get through the second one. She hasn't finished <laughs> the first one because of the swearing. Oh. And uh, when I pointed out that various authors had given me lovely quotes on the back, uh, I said, oh, you know, there are various people who have you know, seen fit to give me these quotes of praise. She she went all, um, all, all Oscar Wilde on me and said, Pray. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I can't accept a book that is set in the modern day that doesn't have swearing in it. Really? I think swearing is such an ingrained mm. thing in our sort of culture mm. now that I don't get. Like, I think if I'd have read your book and there was no swearing, I'd be like, "That's not how people talk." <laughs> it's very hard to suggest that police officers under pressure might not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they just go, "Oh, flip!" Like, no, that would not happen. Yeah. I mean, we do. We don't show my mother things like Game of Thrones. We mm. certainly did not show Mother Ted. My dad and I. Oh, I love Ted. I love Ted, but we, my brother and I agree. No, we don't show Mother those things. Mm-hmm. When, when I did my first Marvel comic, which was one of their few old ages comics, I, I don't mean all ages. I mean one of their few mature readers comics. Mm-hmm. I actually got some tipex, <laughs> and I, I, I had a go at the, the um, speech balloons that included swear words. And replace them with Captain Haddock from Tintin style asterisks and <laughs> exclamation marks. They were old enough that they didn't notice. But no, I have actually vandalised one of my comics. To <laughs> I like old. the idea of that. I always like seeing comics that have the little asterisks and stuff because I like to invent different swear words to go in. Yeah, there. I, <laughs> I like to think they're probably saying, "Oh, fuck it." <laughs> <laughs> fuck nuggets well, is yeah. my go-to. I like, yeah. <laughs> So, so you don't like too much swearing, but you hang out with her. Oh yeah, oh, no, I, I mean I swear completely all the time, but <laughs> it's just for some reason because I like all my fantasy stuff, like you know um, Narnia, which is very Christian. I'm not, <laughs> and all this. Fa- I just it irked me that there's all that kind of modern swearing, if you like. Yeah. It seemed really out of place. My nan got really mad about the swearing in um, Titanic. <laughs> she, 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 she got so mad about that. Yeah, she got really mad about that. She was like, they would not have been saying things like that in that stuff. And I was like, nan, them all drowning. Of course they would. You'd be like, ah, fuck, shit. Like, you'd just be running around constantly swearing, surely. I would have anyway. Yeah, me too. In just a blind, sweary panic. Yeah. <laughs> My, my dad said that to my mum. He said, do you remember what it was like in the war about my book? Yeah, I can imagine it wasn't a good time. <laughs> I think that's what it is, that it seems that like a lot of the swearing we do now seems so modern you wouldn't dream that they said it even yeah. in the 40s, but they obviously did. Yeah. Well, there's there's, co- there's cockpit recording of Douglas Bader in a, a, a air duel in, in the Battle of Britain, and it's it's swearing about three times a second <laughs> ordinary I've still yet to show my mum in Bruges I don't know if you've seen no I've just oh, yeah. I've just got oh. a bag that has in Bruges written on the I side. absolutely adore in Bruges it's like possibly in my top five favourite films of all time um, but I'm sure somewhere on the internet there's like trivia that says that if you work out on average how many times they drop the F-bomb in that film it works out to something like 1.45 fucks per minute <laughs> Which is a pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think I'll show that to my mum because he drops a C bomb in that a couple of times, yeah. talking about somebody's kids. <laughs> it's yeah. probably well deserved then. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell you haven't got kids. Hi, hey, here's Tom. 
Well, thank you. <laughs> he's, he's lovely. Um, he, he's just had his first ice cream and learned how to high five. Oh. Um, we, went, we went to Convergence, the best convention in the world, in Minneapolis last week. And um, he, um, he loved it and spent all the time running around the hotel and fell in love with the maitre d'. And, <laughs> He, he he was given his first ice cream by one of our friends, and his expression as he ate his first ice cream was, "Oh, this is a bit cold," and "Oh my god!" <laughs> his eyes did that bulgy thing. It was mind blown. He oh. looked at us, kind of, "Do you eat things like this all the time?" <laughs> Do you? And you give me this gruel. <laughs> He's like, "Can I eat things like this all the time from now on?" Yes. That's how it should be. <laughs> this is why I'm obsessed with the ice cream van because Mr. There's no greater thing in the world than a Mr. Whippy. <laughs> I, re- I refuse, <laughs> refuse to believe that there's anything better in life. <laughs> there is something about Mr. Whippy ice cream. It's probably the best ice cream there is. God, yeah. You know. How do they make it so smooth? I know. It's the webs. Oil, but it's the way they spiral it on a cone until you got like that massive point. Mm. And then it seems really filthy the way you eat it. <laughs> Just shoveling it into your face. <laughs> It's not actually really ice cream, though, is it? I mean, it actually falls below um, the European directive of what ice cream should be because there's just no no ice cream in it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's mostly cardboard or something. Mmm, yeah. delicious. <laughs> Wait until we hear the ice cream van. I'll be sending you outside for two. I bloody knew it. <laughs> two, two, I haven't got any pounds still. I've got some, that's all right. It's, it's when you hear the ice cream van at 3am. <laughs> that's never happened that's in Great Bar, I don't think. That's when we realised we'd gone mental. <laughs> Stephen King's Mr. Whippy. Oh, <laughs> oh dear. Damn I feel like I should Stephen read King. more Stephen King. I am. Um, what did I read the other week? I read. Oh, sorry. It was the sorry. blokes collecting the iron. So we just heard this really strange noise coming from outside, and it's the uh, the tap blokes. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, you know the guys who like collect all your shit from your house that you don't want anymore. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. <laughs> but they just shout things. They don't have like through things. your windows. It's terrifying. Um, <laughs> they wouldn't take our old bath, which I was a bit distressed by. So we had a bath on our drive for a really long time. Right. <laughs> bit weird. What was I saying before I got distra- distracted by the tap bloke? Stephen yes, King, yeah. I read um, um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh. She says questioningly recently, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I blame Stephen King for my strong dislike of clowns. I blame clowns for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Ah, now I've, I've I've recently read some theories about this because this is a very modern phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, people starting to be afraid of clowns en masse for this to be a real pop cultural thing. Hello, you guys still? Yeah, there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, sorry, there was just such. <laughs> no, I was doing that thing where I was nodding and then <laughs> forgetting that you can't say. <laughs> um, the um, uh, it, it's it's a very recent phenomenon. It's, mid-80s if anything Ooh. and uh, before then I, I remember clowns on television when I was a kid and it was Charlie Caroli and I adored him and all the kids did and um, various theories have been advanced as to why colorophobia has become you know this huge mass thing mm-hmm. um, the clowns would have it that um, it's because of um, lower grade clowns <laughs> <laughs> that, um, a real clown should be constantly be a victim um, he, he should absolutely be um, uh, the one who the joke is played on all the time. Mm-hmm. So you, he has your sympathy all the time, and he shouldn't be, you know, uh, unshaven or uh, feckless or unskilled. And they think it's low-grade clowns that have caused chlorophobia. 
And uh, I think they, I think they've got a point because when I think back to Charlie Caroli, he was always the fall guy. Yeah. And um, but of course, I think Stephen King's it. Yes, um, he definitely did it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe that's the that's the watershed. That's the turning. Yeah, point. I think if it starts sort of from mid eighties, that's why because about the time Stephen King's it, the TV mm. movie came out. I still haven't watched that. And I, I, my brother had it out, and I think I was about thirteen, fourteen, maybe a bit younger when I watched it. <laughs> and he and I was watching it in his room, so that my parents didn't know, and, and he didn't know. And it got to this point in the film, and if you've seen it, Paul, you might remember it, is when Pennywise bursts his hand through the black and white photo. Mm-hmm. And at the moment that happened, my brother burst into his bedroom and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. See, I've been informed that he also turns into a spider at the end, and I'm yeah. like, well, I'm definitely not watching that. It's the weirdest part of the entire... Well, I say the entire thing. All of it's quite weird. I can't accept the combination of clowns and spiders. It is a bizarre thing It's like they've just walked into my it? nightmares and taken all of them and put them into a film. <laughs> yeah. But Tim Curry as Pennywise is extremely good. Well, he's naturally fairly creepy. Yes, that's why it worked really well. I mean that in the nicest of ways. Yeah. But he's pretty creepy. But that was pretty much it then. Me, clown's done. When they come near... Because we, we get circuses through to lower stuff to sometimes. <laughs> and they come, no. to, you know, they come around handing ah. out flyers. Say, come and see something. Go away from me. <laughs> and if, if Those poor clowns. They must get that all the time now. <laughs> They must look so sad and go back to the circus going, we couldn't give out any leaflets today. <laughs> I wonder who aspires to become a clown now, though. A friend of mine actually is a clown. He's a but bear special. in mind that everybody's terrified of clowns. I know. It's not a vocation I'd want to go no, for. No, and anything. he knows I don't like clowns and I'm scared of them. So thankfully he never comes anywhere near me with his makeup on. <sighs> the only clown I will accept is Krusty. <laughs> doesn't burst into your room. No, thankfully. <laughs> I'd be te- actually terrified for several more reasons than... <laughs> Just the fact that he's painted as a clown if he burst into my room. <laughs> no. Do not accept. <laughs> oh, anyway. Oh, God. I think that's going to become the word of this podcast. Anyway. Anyway. I'm not good at sticking to topics, as people may have noticed. Um, so, Paul, for, for people who are listening to this who may not know who you are, you know, we're 20 minutes in, so it'd probably be a good time <laughs> to talk a little bit about you at least. Oh, I, I write stuff. Um, I, I write um, uh, books and comics and television and, um, and, and other things from time to time even. Um, I'm, um, I'm the author of the Shadow Police novels from Tor, which are London Falling and the Severed Streets so far. Um, I'm one of only two people to be uh, Hugo Award nominated for uh, television, comics and prose. I'm, I'm very mm. proud of that. I, w- I was the only one for a while, but then Neil Gaiman got a comics nomination. Oh, Gaiman. That's just rude, isn't it? Just rude. <laughs> to be fair, though, to be in his... Co- that's pretty good, good company to be yeah. in. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. I'd be happy with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> you no. liked being on your own, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, well, I, I think maybe it was a tally when he got late. Anyway, he, 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 he did. And um, so I'm, I now say one of very, very few people. And um, I'm just coming to the end of a run on Wolverine for Marvel. Um, I'm. Whoa! Wait. What end? What? Yeah, it en- ends with issue twelve. Um, we- we're in the middle of a, a major event. Uh, there's the- then going to be a, a mini series called The Death of Wolverine. That's right. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I'm issue ten's just out, so I've got two more issues to go. And, the, and my last issue is a uh, big issue with two um, extra stories and loads of extra stuff, and is very very nice with some guest artists. Oh, lovely! I've um, I've been loving Wolverine so far. 
think it's well, thank you. amazing. Um, it's, um, uh, it, it's something I'm very proud of. It's one story, these 25 issues. And, um, you know, we, we've had little arcs, but it all builds to something. And I, I think people are just cutting on to the idea now that if you've been paying attention all this time, there's big payoffs in the last couple of issues. Um, it's been a very rough ride fan-wise. It, it, I think, is the thing that I've had most criticism for going along. Oh, really? Um, it's well, probably because it's the, the the biggest title I've been on, and you know, in comics, how size of a title, size of criticism is, you know, very much related. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it's only recently anybody started to like it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I liked it from the offset. I think a lot of thing, a lot of the thing that people struggle with is him not having his powers because nobody. <sighs> that's a difficult thing to write without it seeming like Harry's is still alive. Yeah. Which yes. um, I imagine you know, having, <laughs> having been writing it, because he's. Um, I would imagine after being alive as long as he has, he must rely so hard on just not being able to die. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, that, that's actually one of the things I talked about. How he. Um, you know, hadn't practiced martial arts for a very long time, and uh, because he was so used to just thundering in there, getting shot to pieces, you know. Mm. And um, it, it really has been a whole twenty-five issues about fear of death and um, and uh, midlife crisis. I've, I've actually played out my midlife crisis in Marvel comics. How many people get to do that? But uh, I'm, I'm quite pleased that this act of magic is nearly over now. So after that, my midlife crisis will be over, and I can look forward to many more productive years. Hurrah! <laughs> Have you got any anything lined up at the moment for post mm. post Wolverine? Yeah, um, I can't say what, but oh. it's a creator own creator own series, Ooh. and also a one off, and some other really nice comicy things. <laughs> um, hopefully, we'll be announcing something at the New York Comic Con. Oh, when's that? Uh, October. That's too long um, to wait. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not going to San Diego um, this year, uh, much as I love it, um, because and very few people get to say this. Um, my wife is marrying her sister that weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's an odd sentence. Yes. <laughs> that's nice, though. Yeah, okay. Just had to, had to work that one out in my head for a moment. <laughs> my wife is a priest. My sister is getting married to a chap called Joe, and Caroline is doing the, the actual ceremony. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. Didn't um, Tony Lee get ordained just to marry some friends? I think it's really sweet. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's so. not like that. No, 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 I know she's, she's actually like. <laughs> I've just had this conversation back and forth with a guy from the Hero Alliance who I played that line on because he was well, after me charity fundraising at, at San Diego. And it was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a priest too. I said, no, you're no, not. I no. mean, like, for real, you know. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually think, yeah, I'm totally a priest. Like, like that's not how it works. <laughs> Bless him. But, um, yeah, so... Um, it's, it's sad to miss San Diego, actually. I always love it. Um, the, the, underneath that enormous, people say it's not a, conven- a comics convention anymore. It's, that's so untrue. I mean, it's it's underneath that enormous Hall H, go and queue for twenty four hours to get in to see a TV panel stuff. There's still literally hundreds of panels about comics, and you can just go and see. You know, um, I, I, I would typically pop in to see some of the Marvel writers of the nineteen seventies panels, where you know you and about forty people can. <laughs> You know, quite happily interact with some Bronze Age Marvel dudes. That'd be and, cool. uh, 
you know, there's there's loads of prose stuff under there as well. Lots of we we sell a lot of books there, you know. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's it, you get the convention you go after. I think it is on my bucket list to to get. There. Yeah, that, I'd love to go one year. I think it would scare the <laughs> shit out of me. Yeah, I do. <laughs> because I'm bad at people. The amount but, of people there. <laughs> oh yeah. If you're bad at people. <laughs> <laughs> There's more people there than anywhere else. Yeah. yeah. I definitely think it wouldn't be somewhere I'd take Rich because he doesn't even like UK cons for the mm. number of people. So, <laughs> yeah, he I think, I think that'll be one, one of the girls' trips, that one. An mm. early bird trip. Yeah. One of the lovely things about it is um, San Diego is not a huge city and especially not the um, kind of old city, um, that what they call the gas lamp quarter where, where the convention centre is. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like the whole city becomes the convention <laughs> with posters down the whole sides of skyscrapers, skyscraper-sized posters. And um, every bar in town is transformed, some of them in quite enormous ways. Literally, everyone in the street is very... Oh, excellent. And it's just... It, it really is a, the biggest sign that we've won. <laughs> it's like we conquered a small town. <laughs> oh, no, I definitely do want to go one year, mm. just because I think there's so many... The problem with UK cons is, like, with budgetary restrictions, is you, you get sort of one or two big names, and then it's like, and all the UK guys, which is great, because I love seeing all the UK guys, but it's like, there's so many people that I would love to pounce on yeah. that I'm probably never going to get to see in the UK. Yeah. But, um, well, I'm, I'm, hoping to, I'm hoping to see Gail Simone either tonight or tomorrow, because um, I'm popping in... Uh, just after the end of uh, the London Film and Comic Con tonight to see some mates in a pub. And then uh, tomorrow I'm actually going to be on stage at 10am and um, with Ben Aronovich and Susan McLeod um, talking about um, uh, urban fantasy crime fiction. And then I'll get to wander about, so I'll be able to go see Mark Buckingham and um, Gail and uh, all, all the folk I know in the comic village. Oh, that'd be nice. I um, met Gail at Thought Bubble a couple of years ago and was a bit of a twat around her, so... Did you be doing a worshipful way, or did you, you kept tripping her over? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was just a massive dick. No, um, I, I just sort of... I was incredibly bashful, like, not saying any words at all kind of bashful. <laughs> sort of went up, handed her a copy of Secret Six with, like, a wide-eyed, toothy grin, like... <laughs> I'm in your presence. And, um... I've introduced her to my mum. Um, because we, we took her and, her and her husband on a tour of prehistoric monuments in Wiltshire. We do this tour for people who come over. And because this tour goes straight past my mum's ga- ga- garret, my, my mum's gateway, um, you know, we, um, as it were, we, um, <laughs> we, um, we don't feel able to just not pop in. So my mum has met, you know, Catherine Valenti, Gail Simone, what, what she refers to as my American lady. <laughs> <laughs> that makes you sound like some kind of pimp. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> oh, I met, uh, met Gail Simone at uh, MCM a couple mm-hmm. of years ago. Well, it's probably more than that now. And she was delightful. Because I remember oh, awesome. I tweeted her said, how many comics is OK to bring for you to sign? She's like, as many as you like. That was a mistake. So he turned um, up with a long box. <laughs> I turned up with as many of my favourite issues of, of Bird to Prey, Secret Six, and, and well, the Wonder Woman, the, the mm. big bumper edition they did uh, that she was a part of. And she signed every one of them. She was really terrific. See, I never take that much stuff to sign because that's too much time for me to not speak to someone. <laughs> I managed to <laughs> While do the because um, her partner was, was with her and he was taking photos and stuff, and I overheard a question he asked someone before me, 
And so I said, oh, my favourite would be blah de blah And we're talking. And then eventually I went back over because I, I couldn't... Um, I'd seen on Twitter that she crochets, but she'd left her crochet hook in America. I was like, ah, what am I going to do? So I went into my local, not crochet shop, but we have a shop in, in town at home. So that's all that kind of crap. Um, <laughs> I said, I need this one. Do you have, yes, you do. So I took that over to her. She did a big hug. I got a hug. Oh, jealous. Big I'm hug jealous. and then a photo. I was like, can I have a copy of the photo? Still not got it. But. <laughs> I hate the photo that I've got because I'm about four stone heavier than I am now. And I just look like rabbit in the headlights and chubby (laughs) I'd hate to think what I actually looked like in the photo Uh, but yeah big hug and it's like oh that's great thank you very much I can crochet again I'll send you some socks do it she didn't (laughs) (laughs) so so tonight then Paul ask her for the socks (laughs) I will mention it (laughs) the most annoying thing that you can get on a uh, comic signing is um, sealed and bagged and um, uh, backed comics Mm -hmm. Um, so you're you're presented with something you then have to take a tiny bit of tape off the top of and slide carefully out of and and if there's loads of those you can start to feel like it's you know this is going to take a while but uh, my goodness complaining about being given things to sign where have we come (laughs) (laughs) I I was a very good fan I sat and took all of the books out of all the bags and then I just oh, I just went away somewhere else and put them all back. I think it's I on a train ride home. Always just take one book. Yeah. Because I'm too scared that I'll have to make small talk and that I'll be bad at it. So I just <laughs> just take one book and I'm gone. See ya. I think that's why I now like getting like trade because I can mm. just take one of those. Although if it was Captain Marvel, probably two. No, it's just it was two. <laughs> and get that done. And my worst thing is, is signing the wrong name for people. I've done that so many times. And you know, it kind of ruins their comic. Oops. I've actually... Um, I, 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 I try and you know, get people to tell me their name and then take care to write it. But I actually said that... You know, I, oh, I've signed the wrong name so many times to a guy as I was signing the wrong name. <laughs> kind of looked like, at me kind of like, what, are you doing this to be deliberate? <laughs> And he's called David, and he's French, and David, uh, which sounds different in certain acoustic circumstances. And now, because he, he pops up quite often, he, he will say, ha-ha, I am that man whose name you do not know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit stalkery, though. <laughs> I, did, yeah, I, met, I met one guy once who's really, really lovely, and uh, he was signing stuff. He was from a TV show, and uh, I had this um, hardback novel of the show, and there wasn't a lot of room to scribe my name as well as theirs because their signatures were quite big. I said, it's all right, you can just, just sign your name, that's absolutely fine. And he said, all right, you're going to sell it on eBay later then. Oh, um, No. <laughs> I just I sort of think there's just not a lot of room. So, no, it's for me. Right. I'm, I'm, who, who, who was that? What, what was the show? Um, it was um, for Buffy, Buffy and Angel. Mm. Um, but he was, I mean, he was absolutely delightful the whole rest of the time. I thought, no. Because <laughs> <laughs> Julie Benz was there and she's really lovely. She's kooky crazy and she's delightfully lovely. Really, I've met her twice now through this one shot that used to be able to do it all the time. And uh, she's great fun. And I just went online to one of the TV websites and found a desktop picture of her dressed up as Dala and printed that off because that's A4 and then there's a lot of space to describe it. And she's like, I oh, should print this off. And I said, yeah, yeah, dude. Good for you. Because I thought, cause I don't want to pay like 10, 20 quid for another yeah. photo and I can be a cheapskate and get one for free. Yeah. <laughs> don't mean to do you out of pocket, love, but 
I'm poor. (laughs) (laughs) I think I like to think that if I was super famous, that I wouldn't charge that much extra for Mm. signature because I know it must be like a really boring thing to do all the time. I don't. I don't know any writers who charge. No. Um, you know, even your Gaimans and your George R. R. Martins. I think we all kind of feel, well, that would be, you know, getting a little above ourselves. Well, you, I mean, you I, know, we've bought the book. What, what do you yeah. want? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, and, you know, act, act, actors are actors and they do that stuff, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. I went to, um, a friend of mine went to the memorabilia um, fair thing that happens in Birmingham every year and uh, and she texted me and she was like oh Spike from Buffy's there do you want a signature so I just like innocently thought she meant I can get one so I was like yeah alright then she comes back she's like yeah that's 40 quid I went yeah. fuck off you sell that on eBay I don't want it anymore <laughs> I, was like, I was like I thought you were offering me a signature she was like oh no he was charging 40 quid and I thought imagine how many people I know he must have like got 40 quid like he must have been rolling in it when he went home because that like oh because I looked at the, the, <laughs> there was that Star Trek one that was really huge in London. I think it was last year, mm. and they had all the captains. Although Cisco, unless he became a captain later in DS Nine, was a commander. He did. So did he become yeah, a captain? He did. Oh, that's all he right. A that's all right. Because I was like, I don't is he really a captain? But, <laughs> <laughs> but I was, and their, actually, their prices for getting their signatures wasn't too bad. Like mm. um, William Shatner was probably the most expensive, and Patrick Stewart, kind of understandable. Yeah. In a way, but I would have just plumbed straight for Kate Mulgrew because Janeway was my favourite captain, and she was only about. He's saying a lot of words I don't understand. Sorry. Star Trek love. Sorry, <laughs> I'm young and I don't know. <laughs> That's my excuse for everything. There, the amount of people that say, "Oh, I hate Voyager," they hated it, don't but it was really, really good. <laughs> well, she was good, but anyway. Yeah. See. <laughs> hey, feel free to have a Star Trek conversation because I can. Check Twitter or something. <laughs> it's all right. Didn't get on the DSI. I feel, I feel like I should. Being, you know, somebody who does a podcast about things that are nerdy, like I should make more effort. But um, I was going to say, we've heard a lot, a lot today about the things you don't know anything about. What yeah. do you want? I don't. Uh, I'm really bad at things that existed prior to me realising I was a nerd. <laughs> so, like, oh. like, anything sort of prior to like the late 90s. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just not. I don't know anything about it. I'm trying though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if it's turtles based. Well, yeah, but that's because I'm There's mildly obsessed. I, 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 the stuff that happened um, between when I was young and when I kind of, you know, when I was sort of in the middle, like Transformers and Turtles, I know nothing about. Mm. You know, those are fandoms that are huge but are, are blank pages to me. Mm. Yeah. Marvel Comics in the 1990s, it's like I've got a little gap. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I only caught up again in the 2000s. And that's uh, probably when I started my comics, it was the 1990s, because of the X-Men cartoon, right. which led on to the English-printed collection of X-Men, mm-hmm. and then finding the comic book shop and getting the American titles. Yeah. The X-Men cartoon was huge for it, I mean, it yeah. was... It, it, and I was on a, a panel at San Diego with uh, Marvel editors, and uh, Jordan White, who's one of the editors, brought along his ukulele, <laughs> and played the, X- the X-Men cartoon theme and <gasps> got the audience to sing that along. That's amazing. Oh, excellent. That I had a really it. badass theme, that did. It was really good. That's the one. That's so far off of the melody that you had to copyright, really. 
I was, uh, I'm trying to put off singing because I know it's going to be, it's inevitable, it's going to happen. Uh, but I feel like I don't want to ruin the podcast for everybody so early on. <laughs> that'll, that'll be 3 a.m. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not drinking because honestly, it it wouldn't even be that late. <laughs> oh dear! It'd be about nine o'clock done, wouldn't it? Really? Mm. Yeah. It'll be sweary Titanic singing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless my nan. <laughs> this is my great nan though, who believes she was on the Titanic even though she was born two years later. So she she believes. Sorry, she believes she was on the Titanic. How does that yeah, work? Exactly. She's gone loopy in her old age bless her she's like 99 or some shit like she's old <laughs> she's she's pretty adamant she was there and we're like nan you'd be totally dead though <laughs> she's like she's like no i was definitely there um she's also uh this is a really sad story you know when newspapers used to do that thing we collect so many tokens over a week and send off and get a thing um my nan did that with a replica of the necklace that's in the movie titanic and right. she's got that and she's leaving that to me in her will because she's adamant i'll get a ton of money for that cause she thinks it's the real one <laughs> Oh. Bless her, it's totally made of plastic. <laughs> oh. Bless her, Cotney socks. That is extraordinary. Yeah, um, yeah my, my, my mum still um, compost mentors at, at 88 and still runs her house. You know, she still lives alone, so, you know, she's doing okay. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. To be fair, my great nan, up until about two years ago, was fine. It's just she's just started to, like, <laughs> she's just lost her marbles. Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what was really interesting, and this is this, it, it, no, it's not morbid at all. My my, my dad was in hospital and um, had a, a, a a bowel infection. I'm told that they often do this. That um, he went completely loopy in a really interesting way, just for the course of the infection. Mm-hmm. Um, he thought that they were running every night in his ward some wonderful kind of lottery style competition, and that he'd won some champagne. <laughs> um, and he was absolutely talking straightforwardly about this to us. It was kind of like he was just, and we we kind of were looking at each other, going, "Do is this is it possible?" Because <laughs> earlier he talked about seeing a helicopter, and we were laughing that off until one landed right outside. <laughs> yeah, that'll do that for you. <laughs> oh. I hope I am. Um go full potty i think when i when i get old i don't want to know that i'm going potty i just want to i just want there to look one day i'm just mental i think well mike because i'm already halfway there i think (laughs) i think my nan was all right until about till she about 92 but she had a a fall and banged her head and we think that's what because she was sharp as a tack up until that point even Mm. at that age and we think that's kind of what happened and then she just slowly slipped into dementia and we lost her earlier this year Mm. but um yeah, but she no, but she was a shot. That was so funny. But she did have that thing where she'd tell you a story, and then twenty minutes later she'd tell you again. And I didn't have the heart to say, "You've already told me that now." I just said, "All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah." Good story if you've got a different one. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas her sister, my great aunt uh, Dot, it's funny that we her name is it's Dorothy. I think, but everyone call her Dot. She's now going a bit dotty. <laughs> Apt. Yeah. It's a fun little family, little kind of joke thing there. Yeah, dot. Yeah, she's going a bit dotty. I like it. <laughs> wow. Excuse me. Oh, it's, sorry. That's hay fever for you. <laughs> a propos of nothing, I was just thinking about you know stuff I'm doing fanishly at the moment, and and I'm I'm trying to find a war doctor figure. I'm trying to because um, I've got all of the other action figures. Um, it just the doctors, I mean, mm-hmm. right. and. Um, 
this John Hurt figure. Oh my goodness! It, it's it's so rare already. It looks it's like they made about ten of them. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> see, Rich did the fairly sensible thing of um, not long ago they brought out that box set of like the first eleven, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so he's like fairly set, uh, and I tried to just collect all the rest of the figures, thinking that would be a good idea. Until I realised how many of them there were, and I was like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I I like the thought of having, you know, all of them, but no, and 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 also, of course these days me having toys i can't help but think that in a few years time there are going to be toys i want tom to play with and tom toys i don't want tom to play with Mm -hmm. and the idea of having a lot of toys i don't want tom to play with there's something wrong about that yeah you know there's there's something wrong about having a room that he can't go in or something you know so (laughs) i was saying earlier that we very rarely have like because me and rich don't have kids and uh, don't want any (laughs) but like we very rarely have i was about to offer (laughs) (laughs) no you can keep it i was about to offer you tom (laughs) (laughs) like that's the good opportunity Um, but we have like our living room is essentially set up like a comic shop like every spare surface has an action figure or a toy or something on it and uh, and so we have to be careful like whenever like friends are coming over like when, you, you're not bringing your kid are you because otherwise we'll have to put everything away and then like, you know it's a bit of a palaver because um, the kids can't touch the turtles toys or I'll kill them oh. see I'd be the same because currently all the action figures I have actually bought are still in the packaging no, that's not how you play with toys. But eventually they might come out of the packaging. Probably won't. But <laughs> how are you supposed to pose them in their action poses? I do want to take that. There's just this collector's part of me in those. If I take them out, they're going to lose value. Are you ever going to sell them now? Who really not. knows? It depends how desperate I get. Oh. Probably never. So I'm, I really should just take them out and get the little yeah. box, you know, put them on the stands and shit. I love the fact that uh, character options have a special sonic screwdriver retrieval service. So if you le- lose one of the tiny sonic screwdrivers, you can just, I think it's 79p, you can set up and get a little sonic screwdriver sent back to you. They are tiny, aren't they? Yes. <laughs> so my, tiny. My, my cleaner was, was sorry that she'd lost one the other day. She said, I'm afraid we l- I lost his little dagger. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was... <laughs> You know, that, that was John Poe with his little dagger. <laughs> as if Pert, we might leap out at you in a That would be an interesting version of Toy Story, wouldn't it? <laughs> Rich has got um, a Joker figure that's, uh, he's sort of standing and he's got his like bang gun in the one hand. And for some reason, he's got a rose between his fingers in the other hand. I don't know why. Um, but it's not it's not moulded into his hand. It's separate okay. and it's tiny. And the number of times we've had a... Stop vacuuming, I've lost the rose again. <laughs> Shit. Where is it then? We're all on our hands and knees digging about in the carpet. Ugh. You know what to do next time? Just get a, just vac it up get and a pair of tights and just put that over the hose and then just go around. And eventually uh, that'll sneaky. just catch it in there, you see. Sneaky? Yeah. Genius. Ain't it there? I don't wear tights. No. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really want to keep a spare just in case that happens. Well, I could. Seems like a weird reason to have tights, though. <laughs> It's like action figure retrieval system. I, I just get annoyed that the action figures I want, you either can't get it or they're really expensive. Because mm. I've got, I want, obviously I want more Donna Troy. I've got her as Wonder Girl and I've got her as Wonder Woman and I've got plenty of Wonder Woman. But I, it's like I want the She-Ra or Princess Adora. It's mm. like, they're really expensive. 
I very nearly, and I'm glad I didn't because I haven't got enough money for it at all, but have you ever seen the um, the sort of club things they do on mattycollector.com? Mm. And it's like there was a club Eternia one where for so many dollars a month they would just send you... Uh, one of their He-Man and She-Ra figures and I was like oh. yes please um, but then then I realised it was something like because every year as well you would also get like two or three bonus figures throughout the year that you didn't know like what mm. they were going to be and uh, and the one year it was Battle Cat was one of the special ones and I was oh. like oh because <laughs> you've got Swiftwing and I'd love to have that oh. so it's bugger to dust yeah fucking horse <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's because She-Ra was my first superhero Mm-hmm. That's why. So just, or just love, love her all the time. I wanted to be her. When I was well, younger. yeah, me too. That was my thing. I wanted to do when I grew up. That was the. That was probably the most pretend game ever played. Is that what you said to the careers counsellor? I said it yeah. to a teacher. I definitely. Yeah, I said it to a teacher. In um, you know, when they when you're a kid and they do all those lessons, they're like, oh, do you draw a picture of what you want to be and grow up. And drew she you are. She was like, that's not a career option. I was like, why not? <laughs> I think. Up. Princess of Power is a legitimate it's thing a to aim really for. really good thing to want to be. Oh, I think so. Well, you uh, have to be assistant of power first. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to work my way up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, it's good, good morals. The PA to the Princess of Power. Good, good manners and all that, you know, all these good life qualities Long, you flowing get. blonde locks. <laughs> and a really short skirt that would never flare up even when you were falling through air. It's an impressive... It was impressive. Physics defying skirt. <laughs> That happens a lot with superhero costumes, though, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. She rode her horse on that as well. She did, yeah. Yeah. Crazy. I liked how her voice changed from high pitch annoying to <laughs> she she ra deep, husky, sexy. Was it a different person or just somebody doing two voices? I think it was two voices, I'm not sure. That's weird. Yeah. But it's like the sorceress's voice was weird. <laughs> Prince Adam becomes all kind of squeaky and slightly yeah. effeminate doesn't yeah. he yeah. I love I love Prince Adam because when I was younger I would never have thought of this but now that I'm older I just look at him and I think how did we not all think he was A. He-Man because look at him he doesn't look any different no. <laughs> and he B he just changes his clothes doesn't yeah. he yeah but like he's, he's not He-Man costume because you would think when your superhero costume is essentially a buckle across your chest and some furry pants <laughs> when that's actually the more masculine <laughs> of the things that you wear like because his normal attire is furry purple pants Yes. And a pink shirt with some tights, with some tights, and boots. Yeah, yeah. I so mean, I don't know where. Go, going for a night out? Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I have. Been... <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. just that He-Man's hair gets a bit more ginger, and he has a bit more of a spray-on tan, and that's generally it. Yeah. You, you know, I, I really understand Clark Kent and, and um, Superman because why would anybody assume that Superman had a secret identity, considering you can see his face? Yeah, this you know. is true. Yeah, yeah. I never thought of that. I still love it. it's just the kiss curl when he's Superman and then not when he's Clark Kent in a pair of glasses and that's just, that does it. I still think Christopher Reeve was best at that. Oh yeah, at, absolutely. At the difference. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. He, he, he and Linda Carter could just, they, they just squared <gasps> yes. all the circles of those characters and, oh. and just made it all make sense. Mm. I think that's why it's going to be so hard for um, the actress who's going to be playing Wonder Woman. Oh, Gal, Gal Chops, yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, something, something or other to 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 be playing Wonder Woman because Linda Carter just just did it, just the best, really. Mm. Mm. I think it's going to be hard for any other actress to. Yeah, I mean, maybe she's slightly humourless, but she's got such. Um, what she has is a, an absolute steely gaze of daring you to laugh at her. That you know, she's taking mm. this immensely seriously. So so did the audience, you know. Yeah, and. Um, 
Christopher Reeve is full of humour, but yeah. that helps as well in a strange way. Yeah, it's like that with Batman's really. <laughs> I've always, I don't think anybody's ever been a perfect Batman no. on screen. Like, I'm, I'm yet to sit, because I think Keaton was a really good Batman, yeah, but not I a like very good Ke- Bruce Wayne. Mm. I like Keaton a lot. And, I like and, Keaton a lot. Yeah. I quite like his Bruce Wayne. I, I like, his Bruce Wayne is just a, is just a puppet, isn't it? I mean, he's just, mm. he is Batman and Bruce Wayne is just a, a yeah. suit of clothes. Yeah. I, I really like it when um, he's, um, everybody's under attack in the street and he's just leaning slightly. Mm. <laughs> You know, he, he, he's not even bothering to do the, oh my goodness, I'd better run and hide bit. You know? <laughs> I think um, Clooney was a good Bruce Wayne in the sense that, it, no, I, th- I think so. Because I think, the thing is, when I think of, of Bruce Wayne, I think of him as like this sort of suave, charming playboy. And I do not get that from Keaton whatsoever. Mm, that yeah. might be because he looks a bit like a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> and it this, does come this, so easily to Clooney. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, this, is, this is absolutely true. Yeah, yeah, you could. You'd, I'd, if Clooney just said hello to me, I'd probably melt. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> men, men, Clooney is one of those guys that men, abs, straight men, absolutely get the attraction to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, we see that. Yeah. yeah. Where is we do that? The latest Batman. Who was it? Who was Christian it? Bale? That's the one. Can't stand him. Batman. <laughs> I really couldn't stand his voice. Either. I didn't. I didn't mind his voice, um, but I feel like. He was just too boring, mm. is the problem. And I don't think that was necessarily him so much as the writing. is just so grim all the time. Yeah. It's like, you cheer up, mate. <laughs> you, don't, you don't feel for him as a real person. You know, no. it's kind of like... And, and these are movies that do, by the end, ask you to feel for him as a real person. Mm. It's not, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Heath Ledger's... Whoa. Joker. No, back up. I what? thought that he... <laughs> Goodness. I, well, I thought that he acted it and everything brilliantly. Mm. I just didn't like that version if you like of the joker oh no i thought it was tits yeah. i did i think because I, I i don't know why but i always find that the jokes even though he's a psychotic murderer i still find that he needs to be funny and i didn't find him that funny there's one bit i found funny which is when the, the hospital wouldn't blow up and he's about to go back mm. and, it, and it does i mean his acting and, and his project was you know brilliant mm. don't think it deserved the oscar I can, but i can see where you're coming from but i don't think a funny Joker would have worked in the not sort in of setting that Nolan because nothing's funny in those films. <laughs> nobody, nobody has a sense of humour in his universe. It's probably why I prefer the Keaton films to to those ones. I, mm. I do think Nicholson is not a very good Joker, though. I, no, I, he's, he's just too big. He's sort of. Um, I, I don't mean the performance is big. I mean he as a person is too big. He, mm. he, he looks slow on his feet, and yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I um, Batman Returns is the greatest Batman film, oh, yeah. though, without a doubt. Like, I mean, that's yeah. practically perfect. Oh, yeah, fantastic. On the start of that, that's just what the first five minutes is awesome. Mm. Um, my my favourite Christmas film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I always thought um, Peter O'Toole, while he was alive, would make a, a really good Joker when he was younger. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's got that sort of thin aristocratic thing going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he would have done. He was a brilliant actor. Shame about thinking... Supergirl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's an awful movie. Isn't it, though? My sister loves it, and for I can't, reason, for I the life quite... of me, figure out why. <laughs> I, there's something about it that I quite like, but I know it's dreadful. I've got it, but there's something about it I quite like. I think she's good. I think Helen Slate is good. Mm. And I like that she was in Smallville. Yeah. Was she? Yeah, she played... Never really um... watched Smallville. Couldn't get behind Tom Welling. He's just, nah. 
Yeah, I think she played Kalil's mum. Yeah. It yeah. got good towards the end, actually. We were following Smallville quite quite solidly for the last couple of years of it. Um, it was kind of like it was proto-Arrow. Um, mm. Arrow mm. sort of got it completely right, and Smallville sort of nearly got there. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I need to catch up with Arrow. I'm so far behind. And they, like, announced the other week that Brandon Ruth's going to be in it. And I was like, oh, now I need to catch up because I love that guy. Arrow is jaw-droppingly awesome. I mean, it, it and Person of Interest are my two favourite shows. Uh, well, okay, there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Well, yeah. um, but, I need to catch up with that I as well. I love it, it's so good. I only watched oh. episode one and I thought it was crap, so I stopped. Even when people were trashing it, I still enjoyed it because it was just good fun. Mm. It was just enjoyable. It got better, don't get me wrong. My problem with it... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yeah. My problem with it... Sorry, go on. They, they, they genuinely, they seem to have taken it away at the mid-season break and fixed it. They, they addressed everything people had a problem with. It was an amazing piece of turnaround. Um, I, I was in awe of what they did to that show. Um, uh, they turned the characters inside out in order to, in a very joss way, in order to, to you know, make it really sing. Um, I'm actually amazed at what they did with that. I think the problem that I had with the first episode was the fact that... Um it, it relied really hard on you absolutely loving Agent Coulson, and I don't really care. That like, sounds really that. harsh, but when he when he died in Avengers, mm. I was like, oh well, <laughs> it's a shame. <laughs> I, I, I always liked him in all in all of the guest spots he did in all the films, and then even in the TV series. I mean, people don't really like. Uh, is it Ming Na Wen? But I think she's great, and she's such she's a nerd awesome. herself. Yeah. But I, I love her in that role. He was the bit they didn't need fixing, honestly. And they didn't fix it. Exactly. (laughs) She was great. Um, Mm. And other bits of the team, they got got better once that was sorted. But the two scientific nerds, I've always had a nice soft spot for. Oh, I like that. Those... I can't remember if... It, I think they annoyed me too much. <laughs> well, again, the performance has changed. Yeah. Um, Elizabeth Henstridge especially, um, who I think is probably quite outstanding. Yeah. I thought she was doing something wrong, and then she just toned it down completely and found this real person. And I think she was doing lots and lots of stuff because she felt she had to prop the ceiling up a bit. The way that Shatner will be quiet and well-behaved when he thinks... That, that everything's good enough around him and mm. then when he thinks he's in uh, an episode that's got problems he will just step forward and try and hold it up himself you know yeah, yeah. I think maybe she was doing that I'm not yeah. sure I mean I, I've, I've liked the um, I mean when Lady Sif guested that was oh a, I love really, her oh, I, I love her. such she's a good episode amazing. and she's it's, beautiful <laughs> yeah it, that all helped slight lady crush on her mm. but it, it all helped but that was such a good episode mm. and the fight scenes were fab Really, really How good. is Thor not with Lady Sif? I don't know. In the movies. Yeah. That makes no sense. Jane no has no personality in those no. films. Like, none. I didn't feel too bad when it, it might be that she might die. In <laughs> that second film, I will. It's a shame, though, because I really like Natalie Portman. I think she's a very good yeah. actress. But, like, Jane just does nothing except I, be there. Like, I was just more, like a pot plant in the corner. I was more upset that Thor's mum was killed. Because I really like Renee Russo as an actress. And it was quite sad that she got because she didn't have much to do in th- in the first Thor movie because I think they cut a lot of her scenes. So it's <laughs> a shame. It's like oh. Then again, you could still say you're in a Marvel movie. That's I'd be so happy true. with that. If like my thumbnail was in it or something, oh. I'd be like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> this is what annoys me because um, Avengers: Age of Ultron was filmed at um, Sainsbury Centre, which is in Norwich near the UEA, which what? is where I am. What? And because it was all very hidden under wraps and it was under a different name and no one knew. 
no one knew until they started tweeting out pictures of it and it got mm. picked up by local press. Mm. It's like, you bastards. That's distressing. So the new Avengers movie was filmed at Sainsbury's in Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Not Sainsbury's, but the Sainsbury's Centre, which is like, oh. it's a, a big art gallery in, in installation. I would thing. love it to be some sort of big supermarket but I do believe drama. That's, yeah, it's, it's, it's all the same family, I do believe. Right. But um, yeah, they came there and, and did some film. But, and there was, I think all of the Avengers were there. In, you know, um, you breathe the same air as Chris Evans, and Robert Downey Jr. and oh. um, Scarlett Johansson was there. In, what? And I just, mm-hmm. they were telling people, you know, you can go and watch, but no taking photos or anything. And but people, of course, were taking photos mm. on their phones. And a security camera said, "Give me a phone. I want to delete it." I'm like, uh, no, it's my property. And they realised they couldn't do anything, so they just said, "Fine, we'll just put your phones away," or just. And they did. That's all you have to do is say no more. Yeah. And they were all good as gold. They put them away. crap. That's amazing. I applied to be an extra in uh, the first Captain America film because uh, they filmed parts of that in Manchester, I think. Mm. Uh, um, but then it was a case of one of those things where it was like, right, you've got to get to Manchester in about three hours, see you there. And I was like, well, fuck, I don't drive. <laughs> like, how am I doing this? <laughs> Defying physics. There's no. a brilliant picture of Robert Downey Jr. from the someone of court uh, in the local press. Um, he would just knelt down talking to a little boy that had come to watch them whilst they were filming. Oh my God. It's not like, even if you would take photos and put it on your Twitter or Facebook, you can't see what's going on with the film or the story at all mm. because they're doing lots of running or there's big green screens up, so you've got no idea what's going on. Oh, all you're really doing is saying, oh my God, Age of Ultron <laughs> Squee! <Yeah. laughs> is, it, is it time for me to tag the next guest? I think oh, it, yeah. I can't believe that. That's oh, gone no, really, that's quickly. really quickly, hasn't it? Did you want I'm, to... I'm um, <laughs> Did you want to? Do you want to get back to the cricket? Is that what this is? That what it is? <laughs> yeah, really? <absolutely. laughs> um, did you want to plug anything before uh, you take leave of our parlour? Um, I think I've already plugged away. To be honest, um, yes. Uh, no, I can't think of anything. Anything else? Um, oh, vote for me in the Hugo's. My um, my comic, um, the girl who loved Doctor Who, is up for a Hugo this year. Ooh. Oh, lovely! Well nice, splendid. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. Good um, luck with the rest of the podcast. Thank and, you very uh, much. Well, <laughs> have, have a good time in the early house. Well, thank you for joining. I'm definitely going to be picking up Wolverine because I've not read that. Oh, no, it's and good. And your you novel too because that sounds yeah. cool. You can so borrow it if you want. Oh, no, pay for it, buy your own. Pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put money thank in the writer's so pocket. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Bye. Bye. Bye.